Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. today. We're, we're in the high 40s right now, but it's a beautiful day here in New Mexico. What a difference a week makes, huh? <laughs> oh, it hung around last week for several oh. days, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, if you're in Tennessee, you just have to wait two days. It'll go from the teens into the 60s, so that's kind of what's happening. But 
beautiful, beautiful <laughs> weather. And uh, hey, Bobby, I want to mention to you: Have you seen the advertisements for the movie Peace River that's coming out? I have not, but I have, but I have read about it on social media. So tell, I know our audience will want to know about this movie. Tell us. Well, Peace River is a great movie that's coming out on March the 3rd for one day only. And that will be seen in over 600 theaters. And I'm sure after that it will be available streaming. But our good friend R.W. Hampton is in the movie, and he is playing a rodeo coach and a preacher. Now, go figure, R.W. is a preacher. Can you see that? Oh, I have no problem there. Uh, <laughs> no problem seeing R.W. as a preacher. But anyway, uh, that movie yeah. is hitting the theaters on March the 3rd, I, I think, in over 600 theaters. And uh, March the 3rd happens to be on a Thursday. And guess who's going to be with us that day? Um, March 3rd, a Thursday. I don't know. Who's going to be with us? It might be R.W. Hampton. So R.W. <laughs> is going to be with us, and we'll be talking about the movie Peace River that will be premiering that day across the country, and uh, we'll have a fun time visiting with him. So that's going to be a, a lot of fun. But we'll find out more about Peace River, the movie, and I'm sure that our audience will want to put that on their must-see list. But uh, anyway, that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. Right now, let's tell everybody who our special guest is today on the Campfire Cafe. Oh, we have Carlos Washington on the line. Very excited to welcome Carlos back to Campfire Cafe. Well, we're looking forward to talking with Carlos. And as a matter of fact, in honor of Carlos and Steel Horse Swing, the entire show today, we're going to be playing Western Swing music. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, in the second hour of the show, we'll be talking with our good friend Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister. But right now, let's take a listen to another piece of Western Swing. It's called Cow Cow Boogie by the Hot Texas Swing Band. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Carlos Washington today on the Campfire Cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Legacy Radio Network. Keep your toes tapping. Western Swing continues with today's featured guest, Carlos Washington. Wahoo and yippee! Carlos Washington is in the house with a grin that beams from the top of his hat to the tips of his boots and lights up any room he enters. Today's guest, Carlos Washington, has been entertaining audiences for many years. With his sultry vocals and commanding stage persona, you can find him on stage, indulging in his ultimate passion, swinging Western, singing Western music with his band, Steel Horse Swing, mixing Western swing with rodeo and cowboy classics, and celebrating the musical legacy that is timeless, Carlos Washington's Steel Horse Swing is known for exceptional lyrics mixed with catchy original beats, blended to create an infectious Western dance sound that breaks cultural boundaries and has major crossover appeal. Music reviewer Garth Thomas of the Hollywood Digest has this to say, Carlos Washington takes to the spotlight like an old soul who always was meant to make red, white, and blue grooves for a living. Please welcome back to Campfire Cafe, a multi-talented singer, songwriter, and performer whose greatest passion is sharing his music with you, Carlos Washington. Welcome, Carlos. Well, thank you, Bobby, and thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be back on y'all's show. Do a little visit. <laughs> well, it is great to have you. And, and by the way, you're not quite as warm as we are back here in Tennessee today, are you? Oh, no, sir. We are we are like, uh, we're climbing now. You know, it was like 40, 40 degrees about a minute ago, and now it's climbing up there about 42 because that's sun up here in northern New Mexico. When it hits the it hits the high high side of things, things warm up pretty fast. Ain't that right, Bobby? It I bet is. it. <laughs> Nothing like sunshine to make everything better. Hey, the last time that you were on, I don't think you were living in New Mexico. When did you make the move? Well, Miranda, my wife and I, we moved about a year ago Christmas. In fact, Christmas Eve, we were hauling in the last load of of the horses and. And uh, so we spent most of the holidays unpacking and so forth. So we've been here a year now, and uh, we love it. Well, I know that they're happy to have you there in New Mexico. And uh, so, uh, you know, we haven't talked about this in a while, but you've done rodeo and you do ranching. So tell us a little bit about your place there in New Mexico. Well, you know, our place place sits up next to um, national forest and state land, and we have some private land there as, as well. But uh, we border the national forest. We don't cattle uh, 
produce as much as we used to before because because there's not a lot of grass here in New Mexico. And, uh, so so we just raise our horses now and we bring in a few steers steers for our meat freezer and to sell it to other people. Uh, but uh, ranching was a, a major part of our life for oh, I'll say like 15 20 years when we lived in Colorado. But there's a lot more moisture, a lot more grass, and uh, and I'm sure we can do it again if we wanted to, but. Uh, I think we did that and done that, and and we like moving <laughs> on and enjoying everything that New Mexico has to offer, which is the enchantment of the place. Amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. Man, a lot of music going on there. So, uh, you know, one of the things that you're known for is being the king of Western swing, which leads <laughs> us right into our very first song. And uh, tell us a little bit about this song, King of Western Swing. Well, well, the King of Western Swing uh, is a song that was cut cut earlier by several other artists. Uh, but Ken McDiffie uh, wrote that song, and I decided that, that I'd honor Bob Wills because I believe that that is the true King of Western Swing. I believe there's a lot of people who were influential uh, with um, making Western Swing a viable part of the music culture today but i it was my way of honoring bob wills and uh and so i cut that i cut that song well it is a great song let's take a listen to the king of western swing we're talking today with our very special guest mr carlos washington and we'll be right back on the campfire cafe Call them Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of western swing. There's something in that music that made him pick and sing. When the band starts playing, you can hear them fiddles ring. They call him Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of western swing. When you hear that steel guitar, it makes you feel so good. Pretty girls are dancing, just listen to that crowd from Tennessee. Texas when they heard him do his thing. They called him Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of Western Swing. Every night, anywhere, beer and wine and flashing neon lights. They do to do to the guy, not Joe and Eva do the bucket wing. They call him Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of Western Swing. When you hear that steel guitar, it makes you feel so good. Pretty girls are dancing, just listen to that crowd. From Tennessee to Texas, when they heard him do his thing. They call them Mr. Honky Tonk, the king of Western Swing. They call them Mr. Honky Tonk by Will, the king of Western Swing. Carlos Washington with King of Western Swing. 
from his album, I think that was from Little Bit of Texas. Is that right, Carlos? That's correct. Did I say the right album? Okay. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Well, we also know that you are, oh, my goodness, you are a wonderful songwriter. And um, I think you're often, of course, inspired by life and what you see around you. And your new your move to New Mexico introduced you to Piedre Lumbre, and we want to talk about this song, and then Gary will play it. So tell us uh, tell us a little bit about how this fabulous song all came about. Well, thank you, thank you for those kind accolades, Bobby. You know, um, Party on Piedre Lumbre um, was inspired by the area that I live in. Uh, it's called the Pedro Lumbre, which is an old Spanish land grant. And uh, we live right smack on the side of it. And uh, uh, it has a rich history of, of trade going up and, up and down the Chama River Valley. And uh, uh, at one point, point, there were some brothers called the Archuleta Brothers, and they, and they, uh, and they created a myth about, about um, ghosts and witches and things of that sort because they were, were cattle rustlers and they had kept their cattle back in the canyons. And so to keep people from trying to find them, they would, they would, they would start killing people and, and kids would go missing and they perpetuate rumors of the Lavador house, which is the witches would, would take the little kids and the Viveron, the rattlesnake, he'd be watching down over them. So most of the migratory route stayed pretty true. Uh, and, and and the area at at a time before that was a bad hunting ground grounds between the, uh, the natives as well as the um, Spanish. So then, when the Archer brothers had moved on, um, a lady from back east bought the bought the place and nicknamed it Ghost Ranch. And now it's a spiritual retreat for um, a lot of people people that want to come and. And experience the Richardson and the beauty of the of the Peter Umbre. I think I think uh, it's got its name best from um, George O'Keefe, who was a famous mm-hmm. painter for the area. So when I moved here, I, I heard the tale tales of Ghost Ranch and the and the Peter Umbre, and I decided that I'd write something from something that was real. And then, then I just put a little Western swing, swing spin on it and made it swing. You have quite a number of accomplished musicians with you on this song. You want to just tell us a little a bit about that, and then we're going to have Gary just swing it out. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love to talk about them. You know, this this project came together. I, I work and I collaborate a lot with uh, Ernie Martinez, who is a fabulous musician across the entire country. Uh, mm-hmm. His name name stands stands alone, but uh, uh, I grabbed him for for that art stuff because his fingers are quicker than all get out. Um, my steel <laughs> guitar player um, Tom uh, Tommy Broderick uh, did a fine job, and my and 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 my rhythm section uh, Dan Quiz and uh, Jimmy Fisher. Then I brought in I brought in a talented young lady that everybody knows, Haley Sandoz, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I sent I sent tracks down to. Aaron Metter, uh, mm-hmm. uh, who is Kristen's uh, husband, I sent it down mm-hmm. to Allegro Sound Lab, and and he and he was able to get uh, the best out of what I believe Haley can do. 
And then I brought in a, um, a clarinet and VK horn section because I wanted to I wanted to try to change things up a little bit. It's very difficult to put myself in a box, and so I started thinking, okay, what is what is next for Western Swing that needs to be brought back? And so I decided that it was big band Western Swing, and so I added added the a trombone, a trumpet, and an alto saxophone, and a clarinet, and the song popped. So yeah, I, yeah, I'm 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 very I'm, I'm very blessed to say the least. Uh, well, let's this, take this a is listen. a great song. Let's take a listen. Yeah, we'll be right back on the Campfire Cafe. Great song. There's a legend told a beaver owned the garlic cows he ate the candy below. At night the neighbors would see a glow. Shadow of witches moving to and fro. There's a party on Pietro Lumbre where spirits seem to move. There's a party on Pietro Lumbre. They dance to the light of the moon. That place is called Ghost Ranch today. Folks come from miles and miles to stay. When they go to sleep, after they pray, the spirits still come back out to play. There's a party on Pietro Lumbre, where the spirits seem to move. There's a party on Pietro Lumbre. They say, you fall in love, but you will not stay. The legends of the Lombrujas will make you turn around and get far away.
Party on Pietro Lumbre, Mr. Carlos Washington. Great, great song. I don't know uh, if if anybody out there knows, but my wife, Mary Kay, loves to dance. And during Christmas, I bought her for a Christmas present a pair of these Apple AirPod deals. And she's listening to the show, and she just came through my office just dancing up the storm to this song. She just absolutely <laughs> <laughs> wow, you know, you know, Gary, uh, I've forgotten how fun that song was to make, and uh, and as I was listening to it this time, I was thinking about all of the things that were added and the and the and and the intricacies that started to happen as this song started to develop because it has its own energy, it has its own own life, and you just have to let it let it happen and get out of the way. Uh huh. Get out. Of the yeah. Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a great song. It is too much fun. But uh, while I was listening to that, I was just thinking back, Carlos, how did you get into the Western music or into music, period? When did it start for you? Well, you know, it started with me as a young boy. Years ago, probably, I'm going to say eight years old, I couldn't I couldn't go out to play without singing a few songs with my uncle and my dad, and, and then they'd send me on my way, but but I developed a, a deep appreciation from them, and then uh, you know just uh, just the various you know various artists along the way. When I went to school at Tuskegee, and I went and uh, I graduated and went to Texas, that's when Western started to hit me uh, because uh, I think the dance halls were pretty prolific at, at the time, and so I would frequent those dance halls and yeah. I learned to dance two step and three step, and you know. I got the bug bit, you know, and uh, uh, and um, from that point forward, um, I was I was in the Western world, riding bulls, riding horses, um, and uh, before long, I I was I was um, I was on stage singing after rodeo performance uh, with some of the guys, the contestants, and you know they you know they dare me up on stage, and the rest is history. <laughs> I guess. Well, that's quite a from Alabama, from for a boy from Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. That's a that was pretty quick, big move. Pretty, I covered a lot. Yeah, that was a pretty I, big move I, I, early I, on. Yeah. You, you, you can't get away from the But you know, you know, yeah. you ask my mama though. You know, you ask my mom though. She's listening. Uh, she's down in Florida. She would tell you that I always played with little horses, and I would, I would, I would kidnap her her uh, thread. And I go make little corrals and things like that. And <laughs> and uh, she bought me little plastic horses, and I played with them all day until I got too old enough to do that. Uh, you know? But so I, so I've always wanted were, to be were a part cowboy part back of then. My, I was. I yeah. at least I thought. So what I was the, You know. Go ahead. So what was your first band? When did you pull together your first band to get started? My first band was called Desperado. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it was a couple <laughs> of guys that I got on stage, stage with, and and they says we got to build a band behind you, and they did, and we started off as Desperado, and pretty soon became Steel Horse, um, and uh, you know I had a manager at the time that said, hey, let's make it a little more catchy than Desperado, that that's been around for years, and <laughs> so um, we became the Steel Horse band, and I did a lot of rodeo stuff, you know, Vegas to. Uh, college national finals to uh, high school finals and things of that sort. 
short, and uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it was rodeo music, uh, kind of like a Chris, Chris Adu and a George Strait kind of combined, mm-hmm. but right. but with Carl's right. twist on it, you know. And uh, so uh, that was my first band. And about five years ago, I uh, I attended the Western Music Association down in Albuquerque, and uh, I started a okay. little swing band. And Susie Knight invited me down to see what the going-ons were. And and then that's when the Western Swing thing bit me hard because mm-hmm. I'd started swinging, wow. uh, doing Western Swing uh, with my first band, you know, just little, you know, bits and pieces of it, you know. But I realized how how great that music was. And then I enjoyed the people people down at the IWMA, and uh, it was and it was on and it was on from there. So I shut the I shut the other band down um, five years ago and started Steel Horse Swing. Mm-hmm. Carlos, wow. this is maybe well. Thank you, maybe Susie a... Knight, for inviting him. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Susie. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobby. Well, I I have a question. I guess as as somebody wanting to really understand music and and grow myself in understanding music. What is there a difference between Western swing and let's say cowboy cowboy swing or cowboy Western swing? Um, in my opinion, and only in my opinion, only um, yes, ma'am. I believe there is a difference. I believe a uh, cowboy swing um, is is any music that you can bring out on the range uh, and 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 the instrumentations along with it. So um, that's obviously the guitar, um, uh, the bass. Uh, sometimes the you know the guitar can make the bass sound. You got the fiddle, so forth. I, I, and and you swing with those primary instruments, the fiddle, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I believe Western swing. I think Bob Wills took Western swing, took cowboy swing, and added the drums, which he got in trouble mm-hmm. for in the very beginning at the Grand Ole Opry. Um, right. And and he had right. he had the drums, and then he as a foray of, of other instruments. And mm-hmm. uh, okay. um, uh, so Bob Wills was, became more known for Western Swing. And then there's Milton Brown, you know, those guys. Mm-hmm. You, you know, that big Brownie. era kind of happened about about the 1950s. And so, um, but but obviously Bob Bob started touring a lot more than those other people did and, 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 and became more and more popular. But yeah, Cowboy mm-hmm. Swing, I believe, is any instrument that you... Uh, that you uh, that you can swing out on the range, and and okay. not have to have have AC or electric to support Got the it. instrumentation. Okay. Probably not going to have trumpets and you're not going to have trumpets and clarinets and. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think no cowboys. Western carry swing out is almost like big band music. That's Western. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Carlos, one of the songs yeah. that I absolutely love. One of the songs that I absolutely love that you've done is one called I Can Still Make Cheyenne. How did you decide to put this on the album? Gosh, it was one of my um it was one of my old rodeo songs that I used to entertain pain at some of my concerts. So it was it was a given. I had to do something that that showed um or showed and supported my rodeo background and and I wanted to to not just let people know that there's all this all this glamour and stuff having to do with rodeo, but there's another side and a piece of rodeo, which which is the relationship side of things that don't always work out. 
So that was my reason. Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful song. It's called I Can Still Make Cheyenne. We're talking with Carlos Washington today on the Campfire Cafe. Cowboy like him, it could be anything. 
She always expected the worst in the back of her mind. Make Cheyenne, Carlos Washington, from his album, A Little Bit of Texas, and we're speaking with him. He's our featured guest today. Carlos, um, on your social media, your Facebook page at least, um, you do a fun 30 seconds with Carlos. That might not be exactly the right title, but 30 seconds, and they're quite fun. Um, Want to tell our listeners where they can find that and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, um, my Facebook page is, is Carlos Washington. Um, just you know, just playing Carlos Washington. I, I have a Carlos Washington and Steel Horse swing. But if you just if, you know, you'll just try to find Carlos Washington, you will find me. And um, yeah, uh, thirty seconds of Carlos Washington is something that just gives my audience, my people, my friends, anybody that want to give out, you know, a chance to a chance to, and you know, see who I am. So it could be about a topic that's happening uh, today, or a topic that, that happened yesterday, and uh, or or it could be me and my wife riding our horses out back on the Pedro Umbre. Um, but it just gives them insight on on my day to day life. Yeah, it's really fun. The next song that um, Gary is going to play uh, was six months in the number one spot on the Western, um, the IWMA's uh, most played songs. Um, So exciting. And that is, of course, One Way to Swing. Tell us about this. um, Tell us about this song. (laughs) So fun. You know, a couple of years ago, uh, a couple of rodeo pals of mine, they saw what I was doing with Western Swing, and and they pitched that song at me, uh, Dennis Anderson and, David Sexton. Now, David Sexton had played guitar with me a few times at, uh, on some of my rodeo shows. And Dennis Dennis was a hand himself, a rodeo rider, and he could play and sing and whatnot, kind of like a Chris Do, but a bull rider, you know. And uh, and so they they uh, they pitched that song to me, and I I knew from the time I touched it that uh, good guy started. It had a lot of appeal. So uh, I roped in Ernie and Haley and uh, uh, a rhythm section and kept it pure kept it pure with just those four instruments and uh and uh came up with the product one way to swing and uh, i i enjoy doing it as well too so it's uh it's one of those songs that that just keeps on rolling mm-hmm. and a very fun video <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i listened to the help of uh Dina wood for that Oh, oh, it's a very fun video. I always watch. You did it again this morning. So fun. All right, Mr. Holt, why don't you give us one way to swing? It's Friday night. The moon is up and I'm headed out. My girl's getting painted up big time But there ain't no hard feelings It's always been that way When my girl mentions swinging She means dancing night away But for me there's only one way to swing 
head come riding And I make the nylon sing There's honky-tonks and dance halls But that just ain't my thing Cause for me there's only one way to swing While she's out there turning heads I'm turning steers
the first IWMA convention, and uh, I think someone gave a talk about the difference between country and Western, which really opened my eyes, okay, because mm-hmm. I always thought that they came uh-huh. together, okay, country, Western, country, Western, all that kind of stuff. And, well, you know, they, you know, they said, well, the expression and the difference is in the lyrics. So country, when you dissect the country lyrics, they sing about relationships good or bad. Gone good or gone bad, and you know, and and and, right. and they put their different beats to it. When it comes to Western music, Western music sings about the lifestyles, the traditions, the horse, uh, the landscapes, uh, all those things that happened in the past and made the West so wonderful and so great. And so, when you hear those lyrics, then then they take you on journeys and different things. But yeah, it it it, it, it you know, and there's some love in it too. But for the most most part, it's talking about the Western traditions. That's what I think it is. All right. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. I know I'm asking that because I want to have a lot of people that are asking me that. Yeah. What is, what well, is the don't send them to me. You know, <laughs> that's coming from my opinion. I'm sure there's other people that could probably have a better a better uh, idea of the subject and probably could say it a lot better. Well, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. So I was asking about what what a cowboy is to you, and I think that Riders in the Sky have a good answer. It's you know people that believe in the cowboy way. You know that's kind of the yes. cowboy way. Exactly. So the next song we're going to do is should have been a cowboy. So tell us about this song. <laughs> wow, should have been a cow- should have been a cowboy. Boy, you are taking me back, Gary. Uh, during my rodeo days, <laughs> my rodeo days, I uh, I I recorded this song, song as part of a tribute to um, my old rodeo concert days, and I, I picked it out because I've been doing it for for years for one, and I enjoyed it, and I, I thought it had had a nice message. Well, it is another fantastic song. We're talking with Carlos Washington today. We'll be back in just a moment. Bet you never heard of Marshall Dillon say Miss Kitty, had you ever thought of running away And settling down with your Mary Mae If I asked you twice and begged you pretty please She'd have said yes in a New York minute They never tried to not, his heart wasn't in it So the kid says he rode away He never hung his hat up at Kitty's place, I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. I'd be wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cattle ride, killing the young girl's heart, just like Gene and Roy singing those campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. On a hat sidekick with a funny name Running wild through the hills Chasing Jesse James Ending up on the brink of danger Riding shotgun for the Texas Rangers Go west, young man, haven't you been told? Colorado's full of whiskey 
Women in gold sleeping out all night beneath the desert stars. With a dream in my eye and a prayer in my heart. I should have been a cowboy. I should have looked for road to ride. I'd be wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on the cattle ride. Feeling the young girl's heart. Just like Chicky and Roy. Singing no campfire songs. Oh, I should have been a cowboy. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to roll. Pocketbook, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then will so, they, will they uh, eventually 
will they eventually be on an album or are you really yeah. going the direction of, okay, so we may see eventually a new album. In the meantime, we get this wonderful music. We can't wait for the next one. <laughs> well, well, the idea is to have a Western album and a swing album. And uh, yeah, and everything that I am doing today, today is going to be working towards that endeavor. Uh, oh, yeah. Fabulous. So, and how, you know, how can, yeah, how can our listeners uh, follow you, keep track of where you're performing, all that good stuff? Where can they find you? Well, um, uh, I have a website, obviously, uh, um, um I'm I'm booking shows as we speak. You know, last year, the last few years have been difficult for all of us artists. But mm-hmm. uh, I think things are Amen. opening up, hopefully. And, you know, because God's got his hand, hand in this, as, as we all know, and you know, and hopefully I'll have a lot more shows this year than I did the year before. So, Great. So yeah, you could so yeah. you could find that music on steelhorseswing.com. Fabulous. Over to you, Gary. I was gonna I was gonna ask. You know, we we're talking about singles. A couple of singles that we've shared with folks today, and you've got a new single coming out. It looks to me, Carlos, like more and more artists are going to uh, producing singles and sending those out, and then fewer and fewer artists are actually going to a hard copy CD or or vinyl. Are, are you seeing that kind of a trend? I mean, where are people buying your music primarily? Um, they are getting it online at, at all of the major media networks, you know, including Amazon and uh, um, right. Spotify and, and Apple iTunes and whatnot. Yeah, uh, you know, I still believe that that I, that I need to press a few. Uh, you know, I do because cause I come from the old school, and uh, I think that people like to get their hands on something and look at pictures and whatnot. Um, now, uh, 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 the, you know, the other people, you know, they can go ahead and download as well. Um, I think singles are are – a little are coming around more so because of uh, the cost to do business um, and uh, and get in the studios and and getting pe- people together and because we haven't had a lot of shows there isn't a lot of income that can be made made until we can get out there and actually perform so I believe singles are a viable way to to stay in front of our listeners uh, listeners and and with you DJs. Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, you know, here in Nashville, uh, the PR people are constantly sending me artists, and they're constantly sending me this is their new single, and so that that comes together, and then they're coming out maybe later on they'll do an EP or or very few people are actually doing full albums. Ah, uh-huh. a, a little uh-huh. technical thing. I just you know I'm I'm kind of interested in finding out what's going on with with folks and how they're how they're processing things. Looks like most of the albums, CDs or vinyl are being sold at uh, at concerts where people can actually pick them up. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just an we just gotta get to them concerts so we can sell them. <laughs> yeah, get those things yeah. back again. Live music coming mm-hmm. back. Live music coming mm-hmm. back. Carlos Washington, you have been a fabulous guest today. And your music is absolutely great, and uh, so we encourage people to visit you on your Facebook page and uh, and like 
Steel Horse Swing and go to the website and keep up with their tour schedule there as well. But right now, we're going to close out the show today with another song that I really love, and this goes back to the cowboy days. This is one called Wild Horses. Anything you want to say about this one, Carlos? Awesome song. Thank you. Thank you for playing all the music. And, yeah, Wild Horses, yeah, it uh, it, it kind of speaks of my soul. I, I, you know, I ain't, I ain't dead yet, and I definitely ain't pain. So there's a little wildness in all of us. <laughs> 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 All right, this is Carlos Washington, Wild Horse Swing. We'll be back in just a From a phone booth in Cheyenne, I made a promise to Diane. No more rodeo gone my last go round The same promise that I made In San Antonio and Santa Fe But tonight I settled up And let her down Wild horses keep dragging me away And I'll lose more than I'm gone Someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away She watched me drive around certain blocks Getting courage up to stop To make her one more promise that I can't keep The way I love the rodeo I guess I should let her go Before I hurt her more than she loves me And I'll lose more than I'm gonna win someday Wild horses just stay wild And her heart is all I'll break Wild horses keep dragging me away Right. 
Stay with us for Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We'll be back in just a moment. Living in town sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing and share what I have found May you always have cows around What else you gonna spend that extra money on? What else is gonna get you up hours before dawn? What else is gonna keep you toiling on and on and on? May you always have cows around. Come on, you know that you got too much time on your hands. Not merely enough complication in your plans. You need to invite all of the frustration that you can. May you always have cows around. Everything is better Cows around Living in town Sometimes brings me down Let me bestow this western blessing And leave you saddle bound You always have cows around What else could make the bishop swear Like a sailor might What else can cause such tension Between a man and his wife what else could ever bring all these enhancements to your life? May you always have cows around. What else is gonna get out when you don't close the gate? What else will make you prematurely show your age? What else will take a run at you in a fit of bovine rage? May you always have cows around. Well, that's the thing is better Living in town sometimes brings me down And although this western blessing leaves you cattle bound May you always have cows around Well, there's Herford, Highland, Simmental, West Black, and Maine, and Dukey, and Nina, Limousine, Shorthorn, Charlie, Watusi, too, Texas, Longhorn, Corey, and Romaniola, Galloway, and Angus, Brahma, Brangus, Jersey, Guernsey, Holstein, hey! You might have had to let them dig for oil and gas You might have had to turn the place to an exotic game ranch You might have had to do all kinds of things to raise the castle You'd always have cows around Well, how else you gonna lose it all like daddy did? What else will make sure you leave nothing for your kids? It's too late now, you know it is You might as well admit That you've been badly flawed in Sentimental Masochisticness And that despite all the statistics 
since the before times. Yeah. <laughs> 19, uh, BC before COVID. 1999. <laughs> yeah. Almost like 1999. You know, COVID was like 20, so I guess it would be 2019. I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it's been a while. So I've been getting all of the uh, the clinic and expo presentations together and looking at, uh, at my old pictures and replacing them with new and new topics and, and whatnot and thinking, golly, it's been a long time. I had hair on my head when I had some of these pictures <laughs> in the old clinic. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Let's so, not talk about yeah. here. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's going right, to be so real nice to get back headed? in. So I'm good. first off, uh, the last weekend of February, uh, the Rocky Mountain Horse Expo uh, in Denver. And then head okay. from that to Vancouver, Washington, which um, – is is on the southern end of Washington as opposed to Vancouver, Canada, which is on the north end of Washington. Um, so Vancouver, Washington for the Washington Horse Expo. Uh, from there, uh, Omaha, Nebraska for the Nebraska Trail Horse Expo. Uh, from there, the Backcountry Horseman Annual Shindig uh, in Washington. And then back east to uh, Omaha, Nebraska. No, no, no. Des Moines, Iowa. They they all kind of get rolled up in my head, and I kind of forget which one goes where sometimes. I got you. Um, I Des got Moines, you. Iowa, for the uh, Iowa Horse Expo. And so it, it will be, and I don't now remember all which of these, there after that. Okay, all of these are on your website, trailmeister.com, right? Yep, go to trailmeister.com. Up at the top, it says uh, either Trailmeister Clinics or Trailmeister Speaking Events. So, but okay. yeah, right. so going to get some frequent flyer miles and uh, <laughs> and what have you. But, but I figure by the time I get I get back home for any length of time, it'll be you know into April, and I'm thinking I'll have dandelions sprouting by then. I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so, but it's yeah, uh, yeah. It's going to be good to, good to see people season. again. Yeah, a little bit. That would be so cool. So, and I know people want to go visit you at your clinics that you're doing at these expos around the country. So that is exciting. And yep. uh, and I think you told me you're not coming back to the Tennessee Expo. At the um, no, one right? of the others um, they they got their their request in bo- before the Tennessee one. I'd dearly love to come back to to Tennessee. It's a it's a great show, a great event. But you know, um, when somebody asked you to, to to come to theirs first, you, you kind of got to say yes. <laughs> gotta go. Gotta yeah, go. You gotta go. Well, we'll yep. we'll catch up with you sometime. Yeah. We'll there you go. So I have been seeing a little handiwork that you have. You, you're taking up what? Knitting? Are you taking up knitting? I call it cowboy crochet. Uh, but, okay, uh, I think but, it's more crochet than knitting, isn't it? 
Yeah, I don't know what the heck it is. It's just taking long strips, long pieces of, of mohair, and turning them into small pieces and fuzz, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it looks yeah, like you're doing I, a beautiful making... job with that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I've been making my, uh, well, I've been making my own woven cinches for for a number of years now. But uh, like I said, this in-between time, when the snow's not not fluffy and easy to, to, to walk through, to tinker with the ponies, and it's just icy and slippy, uh, it's a good yeah. time to, like I said, make, uh, make, make, make little pieces of mohair out, out, out of longer ones. And, and uh, I, 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 I just, it, it's a good time to be a fiber artist. How's that, a fiber mm, artist? There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and it, so, it looks so Robert, like, how did you get how did you get into this? You know the answer to that, Gary. I'm cheap. Go ahead, Bobby. Oh, no, that, well, that I started to say rather question. than just going out and buying one, why did you get into making them? Because so, I can now make it know. cheaper. I can make it cheaper than I can buying uh-huh. it. I know exactly what it's made of, um, and I can get the exact size that I want. Uh, which you go down to the local tax store, and you know a lot of what they have is synthetic, and I'm sure synthetics have their have their place and their purpose. Um, I just don't like synthetics uh, against my animal skin so much. And uh, Gary, you try to go to a local tax store and find a 13 inch inch. Yeah, I started to say <laughs> the size might be a problem. You can find yep. mohair stenches, but finding the size might be a difficult thing. Exactly. You, what, are you using a 13-inch on what? Coco. Your little mule? My midget mule. Yeah. Really? 13? Really. Wow. 13 inches. And I think I may go, go well, I, I'm me, and, and that's certainly not a, 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 a boast. If anything, it's a negative half the time. Um, but I, I've got cinches for all of my critters. I, I got in shapes. I have spring cinches, and then I have in shape summer cinches. <laughs> so. All right, Bobby, you can ask him about that. Like a fashion well, thing or what? <laughs> well, but, you uh, can go ahead and tell us a tell us the difference, I guess. Well, you know, I. I if, if if the listeners can't figure out spring spring cinches versus in shape cinches, I would say uh-huh. that's something that they will just have to figure out. <laughs> rather rather well, than I, spelling that out. What I've noticed on your Facebook page anyway, where you post of course wonderful photographs and um oftentimes links to videos, I remember when you were just sort of starting to work with cinches and you put up photos of your first couple and now you're offering cinch making classes and you come as you would we would expect from the trailmeister you come totally prepared with everything it looks like that somebody who's going to learn how to make a cinch will need so they you're setting them up for success so tell us maybe just briefly a little bit about what do you what do you need if you want to be a cinch craftsman oh thank you uh so, you know, I, I've, I, I've, I've taken cinch-making classes, and I've watched, watched the videos and whatnot. Um, 
but but I wanted you know when I started posting the pictures, people have been asking, hey, we teach me how how to do this. Uh, and so I wanted to one teach people how to make their own cinches. Uh, but unless you have the, the 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 tools to do so, you know you're, you're you're not going to. So I wanted my classes, my cinch making classes, to be not only fun and, and and informative, but I wanted everybody to leave with the ability uh, and the tools to make more. Otherwise, you know, hey, that was fun, but. You know, I, I, I don't have the equipment to make more. And the equipment doesn't have mm-hmm. to be special. I mean, heavens, you could take a two-by-four and stick two nails in it, <laughs> you know, to hold the rings <laughs> and, and put something together. Um, but, you know, there there are things that make it a little bit handier. And, and you know, since I like to make sawdust in the garage, I've been making some, some cinch looms. Um <laughs> You know, and and I, I have to admit, I don't like the staining, sanding, finishing part. <laughs> I like making <laughs> sawdust. I make like making that a lot, but the sanding and the finishing part, the part that makes it pretty, is like, eh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, everybody that that leaves one of my clinics, they they walk away with their own loom, uh, uh, pair of pliers, uh, a needle. Um, and a and a pair of scissors, and that's mm-hmm. truly all you need to make a cinch. Besides, you know the uh, you know buckles and the cinch making material, but they leave with, you know, knowing where to to get more of of, of that material as well. Uh, I, I, I like I said, I want people. If, if you're interested in making cinches, I want to make it as easy as possible for you to make more after the class and so mm-hmm. far it's worked out pretty pretty well people I, mm-hmm. I i've done uh two classes thus far and and people have really liked them you know i i think i think you have to you know go into the classes knowing that your first cinch will be the worst one you ever make uh <laughs> it will be usable but it will be the worst one you ever make and then you'll build from there um so so it's it's been a lot of fun it's it's so much different than you know getting out in an arena with with, with a mule <laughs> and saying well this is how i tie on a pack box <laughs> you know there's a little bit different energy in a cinch making class well and there's obviously an artistic element and for somebody making them um thinking about what other tack they have, you know, the saddle blanket or what, whatever, so that they can make the cinch to go along with um, what, what else they're using. I think that has to be an attractive thought for people. Yeah, Bobby. I mean, I, well, for the longest time, this is the first year I've been playing with color. Um, mm-hmm. And previous years, all my cinches were the same color. They, they started off um, off white, and by the end of the summer, they were gray, <laughs> if not almost black. Um, and that was fine. They held the saddle on. Right. It worked. Right, right, right. And yeah, it, 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 it's a, it's a, a belt for your saddle, and, and they did the job. Um, and then this year, um, I, I, I saw online 
you know, hey, you can get colors for these things. And, you know, and, and you go to the expos and events and you see, you know, like the really pretty cinches that, that are custom made and everything and have the designs and whatnot. And I don't know, I figured, well, I would like to try that a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and in some small way, I, I think I've, they're certainly the prettiest things I've ever had on my animals. <laughs> so, so yeah, and and, and I, I bought myself. I saw these things. Ever see things called color wheels, where where they had it's like the rainbow of colors all around in a circle, and the color on the opposite sides of one another, 180 degrees. They're called complementary colors. I'm okay. learning all sorts about designs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it has been a fabulous way to spend show. evenings um, in front of the stove. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't well, think of a better then, thing to do on a cold night. <laughs> well, and another thing that you have to offer for classes and um, kind of another, you know, stream of income for yourself, just like your book, and it starts mm-hmm. out because you're just interested, and you know, you know what people, you know, you know, you know your fan base and what they want to know and what they need to know, and I think it's terrific that you bridge out into these other activities, and I think it's really, it's really fun to follow you. Oh, <laughs> like, thank you. What's I, Robert I know. Up to I, now. <laughs> Yeah, what well, what's he doing now? He likes to cook and now and now he's crocheting. Yeah, he's um, not hey, a whole lot of I'm starting starting to worry. I'm starting to oh, worry. I'm I don't see a whole lot of All right, so Robert, my are, question. You know. <laughs> question for you. Uh so when do when do you need the hind cinch? I just use a I just use a front cinch on my toes. When do I need a hand? And have you fallen off? <laughs> I have not. And my saddle. Well, then you're doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing so fine. I, I don't need it. I don't need a hand. When might I need don't. a hand stitch? I mean, I okay. use. So if a, my saddle falls cinch. off, I need a hand stitch, right? Yeah, if your saddle falls off or it flips up and launches your forward over that shoulder, maybe you should use a hind cinch. Uh, if you go up and down lots of hills, maybe you should use that hind cinch. Um, I use a hind cinch because, well, you know, if, if you look at the topographical map of the U.S., I live on the on the west side of the Rockies, <laughs> so I got lots <laughs> of up and downs. Um, I also think a hind cinch lets me um, use less pressure when I'm cinching up my horses. I mean, if if you think that hind you cinch, go. you know, as uh, I'm I'm distributing the pressure over more area. So if I'm mm-hmm. just using a French cinch, you know, you gotta you gotta suck that in a little bit. My my father, God bless him, uh, I I don't know if he's listening or not, probably is and I'll hear hear about it later. But his idea of cinching up his horse is to pull on it until it tries to turn around and bite him. Uh, <laughs> they owe me. Oh, me. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't that that they're they're working hard enough as it is. You know, they don't need that extra bit of torment. <laughs> so, I try to 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 loosen or tighten my cinches as little as possible. And and by using that that flank, that really I I I believe helps with that. Now, of course, when you use a cinch in that manner, 
Uh, and we've all seen people with a hind cinch hanging hanging a foot off their bellies, <laughs> just waiting to grab a leg or a stick. Uh, right. You know, right. my 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 hind cinches. You know, I'm not going to say they're tight, but they're certainly snug. They're actually doing their job. <laughs> uh, I kind of figure something that's six inches below your critter's belly. Well, it's just there for looks, and I don't know if that's not a doing good much one. good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I use hind cinches on on everything. Uh, you know, my wife Celeste. You know, she really hasn't seen seen the need, although. She was my guinea pig with my cinch-making classes, so I talked her into making a flank cinch that matches her front one, and so now she's going to put it on. (laughs) 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 So, so yeah, so I use them all the time. I mean, if you don't have a problem, hey, you don't have a problem, great, but I think they offer benefits uh, even when you're not riding uh, up inclines uh, vis-a-vis that that ability to not tighten that front cinch quite as much when you've coupled it with the back. Um, and besides, it gives you more real estate to show off your handicraft arts. So. Uh, that, that's, that's the answer. That's the answer. Yep. And we're going to take a quick break. Take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk more with Robert about his knitting the cinches. Uh, not knitting the cinches. Crocheting the cinches. And, uh, and is cooking, you know, and some of these other things that we're going to talk about. But uh, right now, there is a great song that is by Asleep at the Wheel. It's called Hang Up My Spurs and Saddle. We're going to listen to that and come back and talk more with Robert Eversole today on that.
Hang up my spurs and saddle. That's asleep at the wheel. And we are talking with our good friend, Mr. Robert Eversole, the Trailmeister today. And uh, horse expos are back in action around the country, and he's going to be there where you are. You can always find him at trailmeister.com and find out where he'll be in your area. And then we're talking about cinches and making cinches, patterns. And he's getting real technical now about complementary colors. Those types of things. Yeah, the, the cinch making has, has been a thing. Like your song said, you know, I figure I can go move into cinch making and help people on the trail once I hang up my spurs and saddles. I hope that's not a not for a long <laughs> there time. There <laughs> No, we hope not. we hope not. We hope not. So. Talk to me about the uh, the cinch making classes. So, how are you doing those? Are they doing it online? Are they doing it at the ex? Where are they, where, where are they no. doing the classes? Um, so, you know, it started off. I was put, posting the pictures on the Facebook, and thank you so much for the kind words, Bobby. Um, and people started asking about, "Are you going to make a video?" Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess I could, but there's so many. You know, there are so many questions that, that the videos show, and unless you've got some type of 360-degree thing, how can you see if you twist your – you see what I'm saying. Uh, you yeah. know, some some things right. are, are, are great for video tutorials. I don't think cinch-making is one of those. Um, <laughs> and so that kind of, you know, was, was the, the video side and thought, well, maybe I could do them at uh, – at, 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 the, at the expos. That would be a fun thing to do. And then, well, right. wait a minute. You know, cinch making, it's, it's not a real fast process. I mean, it gets much faster the more you, you do it. I can turn out a, a brand-new cinch in the course of maybe two, three hours, but that's still two, three hours. It doesn't work for an expo setting. Right. They have 50 minutes to get in, set up, get somebody excited, and get the hell out of the arena. <laughs> There you go. It's almost almost like it's almost like you'd have to set up like the cooking shows do. You know, they do a whole thing in in like twenty minutes that normally takes a while because they have things like in stages, and so you'd have okay, here's kind of like here's what it looks like. It you know when we get started, here's half an hour later. You know, here's forty five minutes later. It, yeah, you, you'd, you'd have to, and I'm—I don't know that I'm that smart. I don't know how I could put that together. So, so then, then my my very first class, uh, I I got together with, with my local backcountry horseman chapter, and I went to the chapter president, and I said, I need help. I want to do these cinch making clinic things. A lot of people are asking for them, but I need some guinea pigs. Can you get me some people that would like to make their own cinches so we can sit down together and try to figure out how to teach something like this? And, and right, God bless right. them. They found five people that would let me experiment on them. Uh, and it was a long day. God bless them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Yes, it was a long God bless day. Because um, wow. so so with with uh, there's really not a lot of knots to know. It looks like there's a lot of things all knotted up, you know, and things to to learn with cinches. There truly isn't. Uh, the the knots that hold the cinch onto the rings, those are called a lark's head knot. And and all a lark's head knot is two half hitches that are um, opposing one another. So if you can tie a half hitch knot, you can make a a cinch. But so I started the the, the class with that. You only know need to know one knot. You need to know a half hitch knot. And I should have taken the the the, the cue then when I got blank looks. Like okay, <laughs> but no, I didn't. Uh, and so, it's, and so if you know how to do the half hitch, you're good. So these lark says that we're going to start with. You're just going to make two uh, two half hitches in opposition to one another. Good to go. Let's start. And they just looked at me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a loop in the in the twine, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we're going to run it there through. There we go. You know. And and so it started like that, but that class lasted from nine in the morning until six at night. Wow! Uh, oh wow! So it took quite a while because you know, because you know, me as the instructor, I was bouncing from person to person. Let's see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, like hey, yeah. this is looking really good, but this is kind of got wonky a little bit. Let's try to unstring this and, and redo this bit because it's going to bite mm-hmm. you in the end. Um, mm-hmm. So it it took a little while, but Every single person walked out with a completely safe and functional cinch. Uh, but two of the two of the people there, they had no intentions of ever using them. They wanted to hang them on the wall. Mm-hmm. Whatever works. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm, sure. Wow. Well, Whatever I can kind works. of see that. They're so beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, I could, or you know, do gifts if you have a lot of people in your, you know, in your circle that would enjoy having a cinch, making, making them as gifts. I can definitely see. Yeah. Yeah. You're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, that was interesting, but yeah, it was a, uh, it was a long day, but like I said, you know, I think we all got a lot out of it. Um, you know, I, I've been talking to, to some of the folks in that since, and, um, you know, they've, they've been making cinches on their own. Um, one lady who's doing it, she's cheap like myself, and she's going to make them for Christmas gifts for next year mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. her horsey friends. There we go. Hey, there what we a go. cool, nifty idea. I mean, for, mm-hmm. for, for if you have a horsey friend, you know, make them a cinch for, for their critters. Um, I just got some, some new uh, – I don't like buckles on my cinches. I like rings. Um, so, you know those the buckle. What's the the pointy part of a buckle? What do you call that? The tongue? The tongue of, of a buckle? Tongue. Uh, the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. To, to me, it just so, seems like yeah. something that could either impale me or or my mule. So I just use latigos and, and, and wrap a knot around everything. So I got some new rings in just yesterday, and um, I am going to make. I've talked about him and his wife uh, a, a, a bit. Ed Halfliger, my, my packing mentor and bad influence, and his wife, oh. Sue, who did the majority, majority of the editing for, for my book, The ABCs of Trail Riding and Horse Camping. And I wanted to do something nice for them, you know. But, you know, we all have friends that, that, that have everything and don't need anything, and, and we hate mm-hmm. 
(laughs) (laughs) Because we can't, you know, buying gifts for people like that. What do you do? You know, so I thought, I'm not going to buy you a gift. I am going to make you sentious. And and Ed's the one that taught me how how to make cinches. And Ed has poo-pooed for the past five months. You don't need no color in that thing. They work just fine. They're going to turn black anyway. Well, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, well, Ed, that is fine. And I don't care if you use it or not, but I'm going to make you a, a front and rear for your riding mule. What's your favorite color? I don't know. Well, you better pick something or it's going to be a bright pink. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. For the next uh, next few days, I'm going to be stringing cinches for Ed and Sue in the evenings, and because uh, my cinches that I've got that I've been making, you know, I, I've made uh, so I have four animals total, you know, and they each have their their in shape and then their 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 fluffy uh, versions. So that's that's a fair number of cinches, and you're running front, front and backs on all of them. That is. And then a couple of them, you know, not only do they have their, their riding saddles, but they got the pack saddles. And uh, so each of the cinches that I've been making for, for mine, hey, this looks really – you ever go through the – what is it, the pin, Pinterest with all the pictures mm-hmm, of, of different artifacts? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yep. If I go through that, I, I, I Google uh, mohair cinches. And some of the things that, that people put out, oh, my goodness, it's beautiful. I can see why you put it on a wall. Mm-hmm. And so I, I see yeah. these things, and I yeah. think, huh, I just wonder how, how many times I'm going to have to cut this yarn out and then redo it <laughs> to try to make some of these designs that I've seen them making. <laughs> so, so none of my critters well, it, have, have, have matching anything. <laughs> <laughs> so the the time I decided to try to make uh uh triangles, my first triangle that I made, though heavens, it was more of an oblong I think. <laughs> but but it, it'll hold the Centron router. <laughs> it'll it'll do. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. That is great. Well Robert Eversole, you're just such a man of so many stinking talents. You make cinches, you can do video, you do high lines, you do cooking. Uh, you have a wonderful website, trailmeister.com. And uh, and you're a great radio guest. So we look forward to having you come back again the first of next month. You know, this year is already getting away, isn't it? It has. Almost I, Valentine's. Yes, I mean the it, January flew by. Uh, February's well, yeah. well, well started. I think uh, you know March. Well, March is going to fly by in a in a in a rush as I'm going from clinic to clinic. Um, but yeah, the year yeah. just flies by, and there's just so much. You know that we as horse people. Um, you know my my thing is I, I want to help horse people. You know, escape that arena and get out and explore some of these glorious places that we that we have around the U.S. Um, but you know, we're n- nobody stands on their own, and so as as equestrians, I mean, think of all the stuff that that we need to pursue this this hobby, the the, the sport. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, for the, the camping side, you know, I, I like to eat, so I'd like to learn a little bit more about cooking. 
you know, and then putting the tack together and stuff. I don't think I'm going to I'm going to go into, into into saddle making. That's just a little bit too too much I time and labor ask. than I want. I started to, to ask. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I put together to my ask. own pack saddles. Uh, that that that's plenty for me. <laughs> that's um, but yeah, but the whole idea of that that that's that's artistry. I think you know making saddles. Um, that that's a little yeah. bit more than I that I want to embark upon, but. But some of the more simple stuff, the things that that the every everyday layman can do, uh, you know, like taking a piece of cordage and making a, a, a belt for your saddle. Anybody can do that. Uh, yeah. We don't have to be reliant upon you know awesome. something else. And, and again, to uh, to, to yeah. make something a, a, as a gift, you know, for, for for somebody. I mean, that's truly something made with love. I think that's kind of kind of nifty. Um, the, I, I, I still have the. The first cinch that uh, Ed Halfliger made for me, you know, when he was showing me how to do it, you know, I don't use it anymore. But I look at that thing hung up on the on, on the tack room wall, and it's dirty and, you know, it has hair in it and salt and, you know, trail mud and filth. But I look at that, and I see all of the trips that he took me on over the years, you know, and all the things that he's taught me. You know, so that, to me, that's not a cinch. That's a that's a testament to one man's legacy. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. It, it's crazy and sentimental, Absolutely. but it, it means something to me. And, and if I can help somebody, you know, build those uh, memories for themselves, I think that's not a bad thing at at the end of the day. Absolutely not. Well, kudos to you, Mr. Robert Eversole, and. Uh, we have much to talk about when you come back next month. We'll catch up on some of these expos and see how you're doing with those. Well, uh, that we will. It'll be a good time. It will. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you in March. All righty. You two take March. care and talk to you soon. Have a good month. You All right, too. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. Kristen Harris, Roly Poly, we'll be back.
show today, Bobby. Enjoy it having well, don't, I'm Carlos sorry, I cut you off. Robert? I apologize. Yeah. Yes, and uh, music to tap our fun. toes uh, to through the whole show. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that western swing. That kind of gets you going. And, uh, I do too. Sometimes we just need to kind of get going, you know? Kind of need to get going. Yeah. I want to yes. mention that uh, we have started a Tennessee chapter of the International Western Music Association and uh, headquartered right here in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City. We have our very first general membership meeting on Tuesday, the 15th. That's the day after after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day after Valentine's Day, we're going to have our first meeting. It will be a Zoom meeting, and we have set up a Facebook page for the Tennessee chapter of the International Western Music Association. We'll post the information uh, to be able to connect on that Zoom meeting. So if you are in the music industry, uh, an artist, a poet, a singer, a songwriter, uh, if you're just a fan or if you love the Western lifestyle, we invite you to join us. Tennessee and become part of the Tennessee chapter. And uh, so we'll post everything about the meeting so you can come and join us on our Zoom call. And that is coming up next Tuesday, 7 o'clock. So visit our page. Like the page on Facebook. That's the International Western Music Association Tennessee chapter on Facebook. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Uh, What else is going on, Bobby? Oh, what else is going on? Um, that's such a loaded question. Um, I'll just say something about Out West at, at our website, outwestshop.com. If you um, go across the toolbar and you choose books and CDs and you click on that, and then you click on the very first option, it takes you to a wonderful auxiliary website that we have, which is all books calendars, puzzles, and, and they all relate to um, the things that, that move our hearts, the history and diversity of the American West, but there are cookbooks and books about Western music, country music, film, about um, history, Native American um, history and art, and we have thousands of books and such there. So the next time you're at outwestshop.com, just um, take a look at our auxiliary bookshop. 
All right. So it's such a great website. And uh, doggone it, we've kind of gone through winter, so that's about done. Now we need to get our spring wardrobe in place. So mm-hmm. out with shop.com. Yep. And we have that, too. Right there with Miss, with Miss Bobby Bell and Jim. And uh, get yourself ready to roll. If you are a musician, an artist, Shine on by buying clothes from Out West Shop. What's the most popular? What, what's the most popular shirt for a guy today? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, from Rock Mount Ranch, where of course um, we continue with embroideries um, being very, very popular. And from Scully uh, Leather Company, um, their embroideries are also very popular. But in that line, we also have short sleeve shirts, kind of like something you might find from Tony Bahama, um, very popular. You'll find things in um, the, the Scully's Farthest uh, Point collection that really are not Western. They're just great uh, casual men's attire. And there are shirts and long sleeve, um, like thermal, perfect for this time of year. There are, um, there are jackets and vests and just things for outdoor life as well. Um, it's a really, it's a, a, you might not think of a Western-based um, website offering these kinds of things, but we have customers all around the world that have all kinds of different needs, and it's not necessarily always a fancy um, show apparel. So the uh, Scully Company offers, we try to carry everything for men and women that they offer, and so we have hundreds, I don't know, we probably have thousands of items <laughs> from their luggage <laughs> to their apparel um, to their handbags, and so um, anything, of course, that's a a very diverse line. So, um, good question. It's, it's hard to know what the most, you know, people in Texas buy things differently than people in Maine. <laughs> I think that's true. I think that's true. <laughs> true. Hey, next week we have coming up on the Campfire Cafe, Miss Elmita Bradshaw, and she has a right new CD that we're going to be featuring, and we'll be talking with Almeida. And uh, and then we don't have a guest yet for Saddle of America, but I'm kind of thinking that I may talk with uh, maybe someone from Road to the Horse because that's coming mm. up. Just mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we'll be talking with somebody from Road to the Horse next week on Saddle of America. And uh, a lot of stuff coming up. We'll be talking again. I'll mention that uh, Peace River, the movie, Coming out on March 3rd, so we've got R.W. Hampton coming in, and he's going to tell us all about the movie and his role in that, and we'll share some of his great music as well. So a lot of good stuff coming up on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. You always have a great closing thought for us, Ms. Bobby. What do you have for today? Oh, I do. The highest love of all finds its fulfillment not in what it keeps, but in what it gives. And that's from Father Andrew. Very good. Very, very good. Well, it has been a fun show. We're going to invite you to join us next week on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network, noon Central Standard Time for the Campfire Cafe, followed by Saddle Up America beginning at 1 o'clock Central. And uh, we remind you that if you climb in the saddle, 
Get Ready for the Ride on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We're going to close the show today by a great song by the farmer and Adele. It's one called Join the Dance. We'll see you next week. Not to